Welcome to It's Not Academic, the podcast. I'm Rosanna Tambury. It's an often heard complaint. University and college graduates lack the skills that employers seek. They don't have what it takes to thrive in today's rapidly changing workplace. To look at this issue, the Business Council of Canada brought together representatives from some of Canada's largest companies and those from post-secondary institutions to create the Business Higher Education Roundtable. What skills are employers looking for in new hires? Do young Canadians have them? And what can universities and colleges do to ensure they are teaching the skills that employers require? In this episode, we speak with Val Walker, Vice President of Talent and Skills at the Business Council and the head of the Roundtable. Val tells us how employer expectations are changing and what this means for colleges and universities and the mutual benefits of work-integrated learning. So hi, my name is Val Walker, and I'm the Vice President of Talent and Skills at the Business Council of Canada. What that means on a day-to-day basis for me is that I get to run an exciting organization created by the Business Council in 2015 called the Business Higher Education Roundtable. Hi Val, thanks for being here today. Can you tell us a little bit about what the Roundtable is, why it was created, and what it does? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it was created in 2015, like I said, and it was the culmination of a multi-year project launched by the Business Council originally in 2013. The project looked at, I think the title was 21st Century Skills, Taking Action for Canada, And it was when the Business Council at the time wanted to focus more on the talent and skills needs of its members. And our members, I should say, are are large companies, CEOs of large companies from across the country. And so the project looked at top-level ideas, critical questions in the talent and skills development space. And at the end of the two years, our then-chair, Paul Demery, thought, well, this is great, and we had a conference, and we looked at some cool data that the Business Council had put out on our own members, and he he really thought, you know, we need to do something. We need to not just, it's important, but not just add another report or two to the space, but rather, now that we've identified some of the gaps, do something to, to start to fill those gaps. And so in 2015, we created the business Higher Education Roundtable, which we affectionately refer to as BeHer. And <laughs> BeHer is a table full of leaders from the private sector and the post-secondary education, the PSE sector, um, so namely CEOs from the Business Council as well as presidents from some of Canada's universities, colleges, and polytechnics. And their mandate really is to come together to work on issues that sit at the nexus between issues that hit private sector and issues that hit PSE. So skills training, um, helping students successfully make that tough transition from school to work, Mm -hmm. those types of things. And we've been active since 2015. And so it still feels like early days, but we've had some early wins and we're pretty excited about what the future looks like. You sometimes hear the argument, mainly from business groups, that graduates don't have the skills that employers are looking for, that there's a gap a skills gap or a mismatch. Is this true? (laughs) So it's definitely true that we hear that. Um, We have data from the Business Council, from our members at least, that say by and large they're very satisfied, satisfied or very satisfied, with the quality of their entry-level hires coming from either colleges or universities. The numbers basically are the same 
for colleges and universities. Uh, and what they go on to say, at least our members say, and we recognize that we're actually putting more expectations on new grads than we did a few years ago. And so part of, I think, the reason that we hear that is because what they need or what they think they need, what they expect in these new hires from students that are fresh out of school, the expectations are a lot more than they were a few years ago. And so sometimes you hear that a lot. I, I think that there are places in our data support, there's places in Canada where there is a skills gap or a mismatch, whatever term. Um, there are certain sectors at any given time, certain industry sectors that are challenged with that gap, but we certainly don't speak about it as a broad national skills mm -hmm. gap mismatch. Okay, so how have employer expectations changed? What are they looking for now that perhaps they weren't previously or not to the same degree? Yeah, so a lot of it comes down to some of the, the recent changes in technological advancements. Um, our members, and I would say in general, the business community sees the potential for disruption as a worry, but also um, and a potential advantage. They, they're increasingly concerned about the competition out there to get top talent. Um, and so, and we ha I have a quote here actually, just it's perfect. Um, when we asked them specifically, what are you looking at? The one response we got was, we are looking for graduates who show nimbleness, uh, the ability to navigate challenging and ambiguous environments. Oh, so just that, um, and it's a tough one. And they recognize right. the stuff, and still they say, "But this is what we need." Mm -hmm. and, and so, I guess the next question is how to how do educational institutions provide that, right? Yeah, uh, the answer is there are lots of ways. One of the things that the uh, that BeHer is focused on is work integrated learning. Um, will and. This is like co-ops. Co-ops, internships, applied research projects. We did a study last year for our purposes and put it out publicly to talk about the broad number of initiatives that we consider valuable will experiences. I think we have nine in total, but those are the ones that people are most familiar with. And for us, the most important thing about those experiences that allow students to learn about working in an ambiguous environment being nimble and responsive is that ability to be in the workplace to apply what they've learned in the classroom in the workplace but then very importantly take that learning from the workplace back to the classroom and so that is for us the important full cycle and then we are still collecting data about the specific learning outcomes around that but we're quite confident from what we've heard anecdotally that it'll be demonstrated um, in in more through the study uh, as well that that's actually the case mm -hmm. and that it, to us is a way for those students to get that exposure um, while they're still in school yeah yeah and the uh, the Ontario government's last budget set aside some money for more yes. of this yeah, so it heard your it heard your message <laughs> the Ontario government's been fantastic at the provincial level the federal government has a couple different initiatives looking to uh, make it more enticing for private sector companies to provide more work placements for students. So <clears throat> I think that everybody would agree that work integrated learning is good for the students, for employers, everybody. How do we ensure that students are getting 
high quality experiences. I mean, we've all read the reports, the horror stories about the things that some students have been asked to do. You know, how do we ensure that they are actually learning the appropriate skills that employers want and not being used as cheap labor or sent out to run errands or whatever? Yeah, Yeah, that's a tough one. And that is, uh, that's the question, right? We can talk about the data around students wanting more will. You know, we did some data saying, you know, 89% of students when asked support more will. Um, Great. But how do we make sure that it's valuable and doesn't put them in precarious situations? Um, I don't have all the answers to that question. I can give you a specific example of one way that we're trying to ensure that that's the case. In, um, so Be Her at the moment is supporting, we're up to and hope to have many more, six different sector-specific will pilot programs. Um, And in each one of these, we wouldn't presume where we sit to know the top skills and students that the mining sector needs or financial services or construction. But we help make sure that they they can get going and have the high-level support they need. The mining group with whom we're working, they're called the Mining Industry HR Council, built into their program is a training component for managers. So it's one thing to provide the space and increase the number of placements for the students. Great. They've built into that program a small training component to help ensure, it doesn't guarantee, but to help ensure that the managers know how, know some of the key attributes of what a successful learning environment would be for that student. So when the student arrives on day one and the manager's already overwhelmed because they have 10 things on their to-do list, they're not immediate, their response isn't immediately, okay, why don't you go make some photocopies or whatever the 21st century equivalent of photocopies (laughs) is. Uh, I have a plan because I've had this little bit of training that sets me up to succeed so that I can help you succeed. And so that's one little example of the types of things we're doing. We're also partnering with other groups so to find out what those best practices are to help to help make sure that that's the case so that when we have our big, bold, audacious goal of 100% of students in the post-secondary education system getting some form of will before they finish school, that we have the same goal that it's 100% of students getting a high-quality will experience. And so it's an, that one's an ongoing one, but we're, we're making sure, working with our different partners, that they're thinking about the right, right way for them to, to help make sure that that's, that happens. Yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar with that, a study that HECO published about a year or so ago that looked at the legal implications of having a will, like yeah. employment standard yeah. laws and, you know, like minimum wage uh, yeah. rules and uh, EI benefits and all that stuff and, and human rights issues. There's all kinds of legal issues there and a whole a lot of gaps that uh, in the legislation, I guess that just didn't foresee this, yeah. right? So is is that an issue that the roundtable is looking at? Yeah, so that's where we are encouraged that we can work closely with government um, because I would say, there, so the roundtable uh, has private sector members and then PSE members. We don't have formally government folks around the table, but we work very closely with them. And they, the members around the table have the insights into some of the potential risks and the barriers, in addition to, to folks like Michael right. and others who have put some pieces out on that. Uh, and we have the connections and the network with the partners, including the governments who have some of the right levers to help make sure that those, um, 
those barriers are, are overcome. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so they're sensitive to those issues. The members around the table don't necessarily have the ability to, right. but, but certainly paid internship. Like there are some things that the count, we, we support all of these things being paid. I would say with the small caveat that in some of the work integrated learning experiences that we recognize, like some of the mandatory professional um, practices, that that's expected as, as part of the degree without additional competence. Like there's a few exceptions, mm -hmm. but um, right. yeah. So the ultimate goal then is to have everybody doing this. Absolutely. How, how far away do you think you are from that? <laughs> yeah, that's also the question. Um, but as a good scientist, we started, or I, I started, and, and we broadly agreed to start by trying to come up with the baseline. Where are we now? If we're going to 100%, where are we? Uh, and for university students across the country, our best, the data allows us to make you know, a hand-wavy assessment of about 50% of university students currently get some form of will. And for college and polytechnic students, it's between 65 and 70%. And so on average, then, we're at about 55%. Uh, and so we do have a long way to go. Uh, we want to especially make sure that those are high-quality placements. Um, the closer to 100 you get, the harder it is to make sure that the remaining people get those high-quality experiences. So we're where we're... We're not quite, we're not there, um, but we have a lot of really committed, passionate people, so I feel, and I like to think of myself as one of them, that we're going to get there. Great. Thanks very much. Yeah, Thanks for being welcome. here. Thank you. You can find out more about HECO's research on skills assessment and work-integrated learning by visiting our website. You can hear more from Val at HECO's annual conference, which is taking place April 4th and 5th in Toronto, and you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or by visiting our SoundCloud page. Thanks for listening.